Welcome to the Breakfast with Champions podcast, where every day we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration to help you reach your full potential. You can check us out at bwcdaily.com. On this show, we feature celebrity interviews as well as experts and leaders in fields like business, marketing, sales, branding, and mindset. Our goal is to give you a seat at the table to listen in on conversations with some of the most amazing people around the world, people who are doing the things you know you can do and reaching the levels you know you can reach. So get ready to be motivated and inspired and grab your seat at the table for the Breakfast with Champions podcast. And don't forget to check us out at bwcdaily.com. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Champions, everyone. Thank you for being in the room. I am Sally Cologne, and if you don't know me, you can check me out on my Instagram at Sally Cologne, the number one. I'm a filmmaker, I'm a mom to two teenage daughters, and I am a certified life coach under the Association for Coaching. And this segment this morning, we're going to be talking about what is your word for 2023? What is your word for 2023? And I just want to invite you to visit bwcdaily.com. That's bwc daily.com for notes for today's segments and links to our podcast, our email newsletter, BWC's weekly schedule, and more. So make sure you check that out. I'm also going to invite you to share this room and, you know, put something cool in there like, oh my gosh, this is about to happen. You know, just something that's going to excite people to come into the room. And also, if you're new to Clubhouse, let me see if I see any any hats, any hats, any hats? I don't see any hats, but if you're new to Clubhouse, uh, let's invite some people, some of our friends in. And how we do that is there's little circles on the bottom with a little green dot, which means that those people are active in Clubhouse. They're either in a room or they're in the hallway looking for somewhere to hang out. So let's pull them in here to hang out with us to talk about what your word is for 2023. Okay, so I want to see... Who's in the room right now currently? Who is on the stage? Let me bring Christina back up. Who's on stage right now? Flash your mics or say something. Shout out. Hey, I'm here. Who is uh, I want to see who's active. I see you, Dora. Thank you. I see you, Deborah. Hey, Jessica. I see Araya. Who else is here? Flash your mics if you are on stage and you are active and listening. Lachelle, I see you. Deborah, Dami, what's going on, sister? Hey, sister. Uh, <laughs> Christina, let me mod you, Christina. Um, and okay, and here's what I, the other question I'm going to ask. First of all, I'm walking upstairs to get my glasses so I could see. Oh my gosh, this is what happens when we get older. Who else has reading? Who else uses readers? I know it's not just me. Do you guys use readers? Oh my gosh, you guys can. You don't have to flash. You could just say something. I, like I went voices. from wearing no glasses to trifocals. To trifocals? I was like, what? What the heck? You know, oh my no Lord, glasses my Deborah. whole life until you turn 42 and it's like, you need some trifocals with prisms on the side. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell was I watching? They, oh my goodness. Things, you know? Well, listen, I was going to say that um, someone told me the other day, and I kind of knew this, but I finally just made the move, that you could turn off the blue light on your phone because I know the blue light's messing with my eyes for sure. Because when I turned, I think it was like 45 is when it hit me that I needed glasses. And I think it has a lot to do with the blue light on the, on the cell phone. So you can actually turn that off so it doesn't affect you. So um, you can you can YouTube it or you can just swipe down and it'll show you where you can turn it off. So anyway, I just wanted to give you a quick little lesson on that. But listen, if you want to be part of the conversation this morning, raise your hand and I will bring you up because I want I want to talk to you guys. OK, Pamela, I'm going to bring you up. So just raise your hand. Don't be scared. I want to ask you questions that you can't answer and I won't make you talk. <laughs> But I do want to have a conversation with you because I think, you know, as we come, hey, Pamela, as we come into 2023, 
you know, you always want to start fresh, right? It's like, it's like, this is why everybody says, I'm going to kick it off on Monday. You know, when you talk about like working out, I'm going to kick it off on Monday. Why don't we kick it off on Saturday? <laughs> why is that? Do you think you guys could just chime in? Why do you think we don't kick it off? we like working out on Saturday. Why don't we start then? Why do we wait till Monday? Anyone? Because it's the beginning of the week. And they right? figure if they do it Monday, it's a, a, look, a fresh start at the beginning of the week. <laughs> I know, Christina. And that's why we do this. Why, why do you think the gyms, like the membership skyrockets in January? Because it's starting a new year. We've, we're like, it's, it's a thing in our head. It's, a, it's a, something in our brain that says we got to kick it off at the beginning of something, right? We've just been trained as a society to think that way. And that's okay. I'm not judging that. I, I am that person. Like I already am, you know, setting goals. Usually what I do, and I don't know if you guys do this, and I'd love to hear your feedback. But usually, I, you know, I fly to Puerto Rico. I'm, I'm Puerto Rican. And so I fly to Puerto Rico on um, usually Chris, the day after Christmas. And I'm there for like 10 days, which I'm doing. I'm, I'm actually flying out uh, Christmas night to Puerto Rico for 10 days. But what I do is on the first of the year, I sit down with my, one of my best friends who I've known since I was 10 years old. And we just sit on her patio in Ista Verde, which is like this beautiful, you know, area where it, she's right on the water. And I want to go. Take, come on. I want to go. go. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm like, I want to go sit uh, on the porch. It's beautiful. And her, Amelia, I didn't know you were coming today. <laughs> I'm here. I'm sicker than a dog, but I'm here. Oh, babe. I'm so glad you're here. We're, we're talking about what is your word for the day. So I was just giving them a little quick story. So be thinking about your word if you don't already know it. And of course, please, like you're my partner, like, let, let's talk about it. But I was just saying like, so we sit down on a porch with our notebooks and we go through our 10 to 15 goals for the year for 2023. So I, I, and I always get super excited and we look at the goals from this year and what didn't we accomplish? And then we take those goals and we put them for 2023. Cause listen, like I have lofty goals. My goals are like sell a television show to a major network, you know, um, I don't know, ma major, I, I, I go for like the big goals, you know, and I try to knock out at least one bucket list item a year. That's just me. I love to set goals for myself because then I push myself in that way. So, um, so anyway, so then we write down our goals and then we hold each other accountable throughout the year. How's that goal going? How is this going? And so it just feels good to have someone that's partnering with you and, you know, is on the, the train, you know, moving forward towards your goals. So today we're talking about what is your word for 2023? And before we get into the conversation, I'm going to ask you to do me a quick favor. One of my goals that you could help me with and I'm happy to help you with any of yours, is if you click on the link on top, it's a YouTube channel. It's something that I started about four months ago. I left my job. I left everything. I set a lofty go to host my own talk show, and I accomplished it. It's been going now for four months. You could see all of the shows. We have the 27th show premieres tomorrow, and I just have to tell you that I did my... Amelia, I didn't even think I told you. I did a huge adventure... And I'll tell you what it is, and I'm saying it exclusively in this room because I wanted everyone to see it tomorrow as a surprise. But I will tell you in this room that I actually went flying. I flew my own glider in the what? air, 8,000 feet, girlfriend. Go for Wow, I thought the bull riding I did was cool. Oh, my God, that's awesome. Oh, my gosh, Amelia. It was so scary. Like, literally... The way it is, is they have a tow plane, like an engine tow plane that takes you all the way up to 8,000 to 10,000 feet. And then they release you and then you glide in the air. It's the craziest thing I've ever done in my life. It was scary. I do have a pilot behind me, but I wanted to fly it myself. So I flew most of it myself. And of course, anytime I got nervous, he took over. But um, that airs tomorrow. So cool. So yes. cool. Right? And <laughs> I think everybody, like I intentionally every month put something that scares the hell out of me so that I get more familiar oh. with being uncertain, right? So same thing too, for me, it was riding the bull, right? Not something that I was wanting to Wait, do. Wait, you rode a, the bull, the mechanical bull? No, no, no. Um, Patricia and I were jumping all over the place. We were in Arizona seeing one of my other friends. So she mm -hmm. took us to a bull riding. 
And like I'm real like, well, bulls? Real bulls. So I'm what like, the well, heck? while we're here, if we're going to be here, <laughs> oh my God. Right, I want to go and sit on the bull, you know? And Patricia was like, we ain't sitting. I'm like, yeah, we are. No, 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 no. We're here. Oh right. And so gosh. they're all like, you're out of your mind. But I was like, I, I purposely with intention make myself uncomfortable so often that when life sends me something uncomfortable, I'm not as uncomfortable because it's practiced. Oh, wow. So once a month you do something totally at just out of your comfort zone. hundred percent. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's good for everybody and it's good for kids, right? Cause we've created pansies as children. Yes. And so you've got to put them in uncomfortable situations. I just did it with my daughter um, they kind of redid Penn Station over here. And so I left her in the middle of Penn Station and I'm like, find your way home. Oh my gosh. Did she find her way home? She did, but she panicked, right? So she was panicked. But I'm like, you have to feel that feeling oh, of panic. Wow. And then when you feel panic, what do you do? You got to get to neutral because if you're in panic and you make decisions, the decisions are bad, right? That's... Anytime you're in an altered emotional state, your decisions are off. So you've got to learn how to get yourself to neutral and then go, okay, what do I do? And so, of course, you know, I was watching her from afar. She didn't know that. She thought I left her. I didn't. And if anybody knows anything about the New York subways, I basically walked in one door and walked out the other door. But she thought I left on that train. I did not leave on the train because I was waiting to see what is she going to do, right? <laughs> and she got calm. And then she slowly, like, she's like, she looked at the board and like what time the next train is. And, you know, I watched her work, walk, work through her own panic. But we have to intentionally put ourselves in those scenarios so we know what we feel during stressful situations. Um, and we don't leave it for default. I mean, that's why so many bad decisions, because you wait until life gives you something and then you're trying to use, and you have no practice. I practice monthly in high stress, very, very high stress situations so that I go, okay, what I think the right answer is. And then I ask myself, well, God, why did I go there first? Like, was there a better way? What, what do I know differently? Like all those type of things that it's really good to do. And that also helps you mature. Like putting yourself in those stressful situations, doesn't that help you mature as a human? It helps you grow up a little bit. I yeah, feel like I think when you everybody get squeezed, should, right? Yeah, I think everybody should intentionally miss a plane to see what happens, right? Because, you know, if you travel mm. with somebody, you know everything you need to know. Right. right. I think everybody should burn a meal. <laughs> so that, burn that a meal. Do, right. <laughs> and I, I, I think everybody, I, we have something called the ele, ele, uh, the envelope game. I think everybody should reduce their income by half and see how you function for the month. Like, I think you create stressful situations intentionally to see how you figure them out. And then where you get stuck, you know, you need to lay, lean on a mentor or an expert. This is what I did. What would you have done differently? And that gives you real deep learning. I think that's incredible. I have to tell you a funny story. My daughter, who I think at the time was 13, was making ramen, you know, those those little ramen packets. And she put it in a bowl and she put the ramen in the bowl and stuck it in the microwave. She, she didn't put water in it. Don't ever do that. <laughs> <laughs> so she definitely burned. My ex-husband was upstairs, I think, taking a nap. And all of a sudden he started to smell. He's like, who's burning the house down? It was awful. Anyway, the smell stuck for like a week. So um, anyway, we're talking about your word for 2023. I'm going to share mine, Amelia. Of course, I want to hear your word for 2023. And I want to hear other people's words on stage and then why you chose that word. So my word, and it's interesting because I interviewed Ryan Blair, who you know, Amelia, and he's an incredible human being and runs uh, Alter Call, the movement. So about three weeks ago, I interviewed him and we were talking. Were you in the room? I think you were in the room, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. I know yeah. Ryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, he was talking about allowing. I, I said something and, I, and then he said, you should, your, your word should be allow. Or he said something about allow. And I, I'm like, that is going to be my word of 2023, allow. Because I feel like a lot of times I hold back and I don't allow things to happen for me in my life. I feel like I'm, I've always been a giver and I'm always about like, who can I bless and who can I give and who can I, I've always been that way. I think it's because my mom was a social worker for special needs kids. And I always saw her giving, giving, giving of herself. And so I've always been that person that gives, gives, gives. And I think this year I'll continue giving because that's just in my nature. But I think this year I'm going to allow for things to come to me. 
What do you think about that, Amelia? Receiving is an art form. Mm. Receiving is the counterbalance of giving. And what people do not understand is that if, like you and I both are givers, right? Yes. So if I give to you, which brings me joy and pleasure, but you don't have the ability to receive, you're denying the gift that I'm trying to give, which means you cut off both of us energetically to fail. Because mm. you're stealing my blessing or I'm stealing your blessing. Well, or, that's all, what we say in the Christian world. Yeah, we're all <laughs> Don't born. steal my blessing. Yeah, well, yeah. So the infinity loop, which is two circles, right? Mm -hmm. So if you think about an eight on the side, the infinity loop is me giving to you you having the practice ability to receive, you amplify that energy with your gift, I say your genius, and then you give it back to me and then I receive it, amplify and give it back to you. That is the flow state of giving and receiving, which is really yin and yang. And the part where it touches in the figure eight is trust. And so mm. I trust that when I give to you, that you're going to then give back. Ooh, I like and, that. Yeah. Paying it forward, right? Paying it forward, right. And so what I've noticed as a behaviorist is people who are really, really, really good at giving suck at receiving. And they don't understand that they cut off their frequency. That part of the problem is not being able to understand the art of receiving. You're creating your own problem because you're meant, you're designed to receive in equal proportion of giving. Yeah, that's great. So, so I love everything that you just said. What's up, Super Mario? I haven't seen you in a while. Oh, I love Super Mario. Super Mario's my in the brother. house. <laughs> Super Mario, we're talking. Hustling. Yes, you've been excellent. I've been excellent. I've been hustling. That's that's where I've been. I've been doing the work. You've been doing the work. I love it. We're talking about your word for 2023. Do you know what your word is yet? Extroversion. This is probably going to be my word. Extroversion? Oh, extroverted. You want to be extroverted. Extroversion. <laughs> that word. All right. Well, you know what? We're going to put good energy towards that. Extroversion. I love that. Um, so, you know, in saying that I'm going to, that my word is allow, right? I, what I wanted to ask you guys is I'm just going to allow you right now and this is crazy and wild, but if you I think could... I saw you before, Mario. Who is that? Oh, it's me. I saw Mario before in the Hollywood uh, uh, Clubhouse thing. Yeah, the Hollywood Insiders, right? Is that what you're talking about, Ox? Yeah, I saw you before, Super Mario. Aw. Super Mario, did you hear Ox? I heard Ox. Sorry, I'm, I'm driving to another... I'm driving to... Uh... Uh, SpaceX project site, hopefully. So, yeah. Oh, cool. Pretty exciting. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Tell us how, what it looks like. It must be, it's going to be exciting probably. It's a, it's, it's a, it's an empty lot right now. That's, uh, it's oh. a, it's an upcoming project. That's what it is. Okay. We're doing like all the, the, uh, the parking lot portion of it. Oh, wow. Where are you? Where do you live? Uh, it's going to be over at Kennedy Space Center. Okay, cool. Awesome. So if you guys can do me a favor and click the link on top, there's we, you know, we've been working on this YouTube channel for about four months and we have about, uh, I think 912 followers. We're trying to get to a thousand before the end of the year. And if you don't mind clicking on the link and just subscribing, if you're not signed into YouTube, you have to sign in and just press the subscribe button. We are trying to get to a thousand before the end of the year. So that's me allowing you guys to click on the link and give to YouTube. It's me asking a favor, which I don't like to do. I like to give, but I'm asking if, you know, allowing myself to receive, if you guys can do that, that would be incredible so that we can get to that thousand mark before the end of the year. I think we have this room and one more before the end of the year. So if you guys can do that, that'd be great. Okay. So I want to hear um, other people. Araya, what is your word for the year? Araya. Um, Who is that? I hear voices. Hi, this is Kimberly. Yeah. Just say your name and then let us know what your word of the year is. 
Um, so my name is Kimberly, and my word for the year is relax, because I used to stress a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm always stressed, so I just want to tell myself to relax and get out of the panic zone, moving to the neutral zone, and yeah, just not stress anymore. So that's my word for the year. Can I ask you a couple questions? Yeah, sure. What are some of the things that make you panic? Um, number one, when things don't go my way, because I'm like a huge over planner. I love to over plan everything. And when things don't go my way, I just tend to stress and I'm just like all over the place. And I'm just angry and not, not. I subscribed on YouTube already. Before I let you know. We're going to send him a little bit to the goo just for now. <laughs> go ahead, Kimberly. Sorry for that interruption. Oh, no, no, no. It's fine. So um, when things don't go my way, I get stressed. That's number one. Hmm. Um, I think I think that's the only thing. Yeah. Okay. Could I chime in on that? Yes, I was hoping you would. So, Kimberly, are you open to just a little chit-chat on what you're talking about for relax so that I can maybe open up um, an easier tool for you, yeah, you gain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> most humans, not all, but most humans, when their stress rises and you ask them to relax, it's triggered anger, <laughs> right? Um, especially me being a hot-blooded Italian. So if you tell me to relax, yeah. I want to punch you. Okay. I really <laughs> want to punch you. Um, and so I don't think that that's a healthy word because your relationship with relax is not developed. So a tool that may be beneficial for you, since you're trying to counterbalance anxiety, which underneath the anxiety, since you're trying to control, that's what I heard, right? Trying to make it perfect, is to ask when you start to feel pressure and anxiety building, just say to yourself, am I more committed to peace or am I more committed to this being right? Okay. Because the opposite of anxious or nervous or perfectionism is peace. The gateway to happiness is peace. So for myself, because I'm an overachiever as well, when I hit those uh, high intensity points of life where I can start to feel something is not quite going the way I would like it to, I remind myself that I'm committed to peace, not being right. And it allows me to lean into the situation, knowing that I have complete control of the situation. Because if I want to be right, then I'm going to go on a different course than if I want peace. Does that feel, how does that feel to your spirit there? I just changed my word for the year right now. <laughs> like I have somewhere that where I write it down so I can always see it everywhere. And now I'm choosing peace over perfect. Cause I think, mm -hmm. yeah, I always want to be perfect. I always want everything to be perfect. And I keep forgetting that I can't control everything. I can't control the weather. I can't. I'm sorry, I added a call. Um, so I can't control the weather. I can't control um, there's some things I just can't control. I can't really think about. I can't control my, my toddler crying. I can't say when she should cry and when she shouldn't cry. I, I, can't, I can't really control. But that. even when the toddler cries, what the toddler's looking for is peace, right? Yeah. So if you get yeah. down to that level, right, and allow right, just use Sally's word, to allow the emotion mm -hmm. in a calm manner, then you don't trigger more anxiety, right? The, the difficulty in parenthood is having the response or reaction to their reaction, where what they're needing for you to do is to come to neutral. And the only way to get to neutral is through peace. Right? And so Peace, peaceful vibration, peaceful thoughts is really a practiced skill. And the only way to get peace is to release from the outcome. When you no longer are married to the outcome, you welcome in peace. Hmm. I, think I, I, I really feel inspired about that. I'm so happy I talked. 
No, I'm so happy you talked. I'm so happy you talked. That's what that's what I'm I'm, I'm so happy you talked too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It feels defined now. Like everything just feels defined now. So Thank you so much. This is a better ankle. This is a better ankle. Thank you. I love what you said. You choose peace over perfection. I think that's so beautiful. And you know what's interesting about you saying that is one of the things that I was going to go over, but I, I won't do it now. I'll do it next week. But was, you know, just going over some of the characteristics of imposter syndrome. And one of them is the perfectionist. <laughs> when we try to be too perfect, Right, Amelia? Why do we do that? Why do we feel like we have to be perfect? Well, perfect perfectionism is rooted in ego. Mm. So if you're a perfectionist, you are really battling your own ego. Right. I'll let that sit for a second because it yeah. stings like hell. But it's <laughs> ego driven. Cause you're worried because you want to be perfect so that people can look at you in a certain way, right? You want the praise of people. Right. Well, to boost your ego. Is that is that what that is? No ego. Well, so if you're perfect, right, you're taking the stance that you know better your mm. ways best. There's no room for growth. And because there's no room for growth, the energy that you're creating in perfectionism is ego. Oof. Take that in for a second. <laughs> wow. Well, you know what? On that note, I want to hear, I think it's so important. And you heard just what went down right now is Amelia helped, um, what's the girl's name? Kimberly with her word, because it's funny when Kimberly was saying her word. And then I said, you know, what are the, some of the things that, um, I, I forget the question that I asked her, but I did that on purpose because I knew that when she answered that, I thought, well, relax shouldn't be your word because you haven't even dealt with why, you know, so I'm glad that you broke that down, Amelia. So I want to hear other people. So what is your word for 2023? Just chime in. My word Tell for 2023 word. is, my name is Michelle Franklin. I call myself Hi, Michelle. Michelle D.I. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Um, I just want to say you have been very therapeutic for me this morning. So thank you. <laughs> Session. I'm like, ah, let me save this. I got to go back and listen to it again. Um, I call myself Mrs. Uh, divine Intervention because I don't believe in coincidence since only God's divine intervention in our lives. And you both this morning are a divine intervention in mine. My word for the year is uh, for this upcoming year is restore. It is restored because um, I, I, I lost myself um, a little for a, a long period of time. I um, allowed myself to let other people navigate my life instead of me um, taking control and navigating my life. And I, I gave it, uh, just gave it away. And so for me, um, and in that, I went back to 270 pounds after I had lost in teaching about depression, anxiety, panic attacks, PTSD. I was drowning back in it again because I just gave it. I just handed it over. And so for me, restore is, you know, restoring back to who I am and knowing and understanding whose I am in this world and walking, um, you know, all the way through that purpose and everything that it has to do with that encompasses a lot of things. But uh, restore um, sums it up for me because I just feel like Jesus is pouring all of that. I'm going to Romans 8 and 28, that thing, the good, the bad and the crazy. And I'm just going to use it all and everything that I tell every podcast as embarrassing and as crazy as it is. I'm going to just use it. So he's restoring me. Um, back to where I need to be in purpose in this life. So thank you again for the space. You guys are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Michelle. Did you want to say anything, Amelia? Uh, well, that was so beautiful, first of all. But so, Michelle, how do you define restore? What does that mean to you? For me, when I when I um, when I got restored, because the Lord has given me a word every year, actually, for probably the past five years. And for me, restore is is him filling me back up. I, I visually see a pouring of just 
everything that I've needed, like just using all of this crazy that I thought was crazy, but mm-hmm. it's turning it into something good and it's pouring into me. So like God is restoring me back to purpose. Okay. Beautiful. That's what it means I, to me. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to make sure that, and again, everybody defines words differently. And that's why I was asking. I wanted to make sure there wasn't any energy in your definition of the word restore as if there was something um, that needed to be fixed, right? So sometimes when we think about the word restore, it's as to imply that something is broken. And so I didn't hear that in your language at all, which I think is beautiful. I'm so happy that it's not there because the word restore, when you just described it, my brain says alignment, right? And it's, it's very easy um, for all of us to get out of alignment. Um, and that's my check and balance often to say is how I'm showing up who I choose to be. Um, I also moved out of alignment, uh, this year because of many, many, um, traumatic events that were out of my control, but in my journey to find my alignment again, I'm actually finding a stronger relationships with those pillars, such as God and God's messaging and purposing. And, you know, those people, you know, like Sally, who've been just rocks for me this year. Um, those pillars are what pull you through those tough times. But if you can't, you don't know what they are and you can't find them in the dark. Uh, life becomes challenging. So yes, I love the word restore. I love the word alignment. Um, and I'm very excited for you because the way you articulate it is very beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes, I, all of that that you said is exactly right. It is, it is, um, it's a beautiful thing and it's a beautiful place again to just Romans 8 and 28, that thing, because, you know, we could allow these unprocessed traumas and all of the crazy and these unexpected, you know, things that happen, these just unexpected things that come to throw us off. And I think what I've learned is that some things are going to come to throw us off, but how can I use that, you know? To oh, they are something? coming. They always are. Yeah, and the closest you, closer you are to the finish line, the stronger they come, right? It's always through temptation, right, is where on the other side of that is massive growth. Um, and so when I get smacked, and boy, let me tell you, I've been smacked around a few times this year. I'm like, okay, what am I supposed to be learning from that? Like, mm-hmm. what the heck am I learning here? Because in the trauma, you don't want to go through with your eyes closed, right? Or you get the same trauma over and over and over again. So, you know, this year I had to say, what the heck? am I learning? I was like, and please don't let it be resilience because I've learned that one already. So what else is there other than the obvious, which is resilience? Because I'm the most resilient person you've ever met in your life. And I don't need any more of that. I've proven my resilience. So I was like, (laughs) well, what else is here other than resilience? Because I was just, I was like God smacked. I was like, whoa. And so leaning into a deeper conversation with myself and trusted friends to say, what is the, what is the learning? is where you get your aha, but your strength becomes that power, right? When people ask and they say, oh, you know, you seem so confident. I'm like, oh, let me be clear. <laughs> Let's just be clear. Confidence is not what you hear here at all, right? It's not confidence. I'm only strong in the areas I have perfected. I am a puddle in the areas where I'm still learning. Ooh, that part right there. You know what, Amelia, you, you had, woo, you had a tough one this year for sure. Like, and I always wonder, like when I see like, you know, a couple of things that have, that happened this year were, were tough for you. And I, and I remember thinking, how is she so strong right now? How is she getting through that situation? And I just wanted to ask you, like, what do you think brings you the strength that you have? Was your mom that way? Is it learned behavior? Like, how did you get to the point, because I'm, I'm very similar to you. I think that's why you and I get along so well, is I can deal with anything and get through it and get through it quickly. Like what, where does that come from for you? Uh, definitely not my mother. Uh, that's for sure. Okay. Um, you know, God rest her soul, but it was, it wasn't her. So I think that I made a pivot 
years ago um, in my mind, right? Shifting from the mindset of something was, you know, happening to me again, kind of thing, to really being able to, with true conviction, events of life are not going to define me. Anthony's suicide will not define me nor my children. That was his choice. And it's not going to be our definition. Same thing too of, you know, my, you know, my childhood and other crappy things that have happened to me isn't who I am. And there's a difference between letting an event define you versus being who your highest and best self is. And you hear it in people's language. When people introduce themselves, people who are not fully healed introduce themselves with their trauma, right? They will say, Ow. hi, I'm Amelia, I'm divorced. <laughs> hi, Amelia, I'm, the, I'm a widow, right? Hi, like they define yeah. themselves based on their trauma because it's part of their identity. But it's only part of your identity if you choose it. I don't choose those things. So I don't ever introduce myself based on my trauma. I'm happy to discuss it. I'm happy to show you what I've learned from it. I'm happy to talk about how it's become uh, part of my asset, but it doesn't define me. And that is, that is a learned skill because in my earlier life, my traumatic, trauma-filled childhood was how I defined myself. I, I looked at myself as a hero that I actually survived it. But in that terminology, it was my identity. And so until I broke away with, I'm choosing who I am, I'm living on purpose, and none of that has to do with whatever steps I took to get here. My purpose is my purpose, and I'm here for why I'm here. And the rest of it is just stepping stones between the beginning, the middle, and the end. I'm writing my story the way I choose to write it. Wow. See, that's, but that's so thought out. You know what I mean? Like, you're such a, you just, you're, well, number one, you're smart as heck, man. Like, you're so smart. And, but I think a lot of times people just, they don't have those tools to process through trauma. Like, I'll, I'll give you an example. So, because you brought up, and for those that were wondering who you said, what was, that was your ex-husband, right? And you're, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whole, Anthony, yeah. yeah. Like, my ex and my best friend for 26 years and the father of my best children. Friend. Yeah. Yes. Wow. So, you know, one thing that you said triggered something in me and because, you know, we, you were talking about that and it's interesting how my, I told you my father, you know, trigger warning, he committed suicide three years ago. And the interesting thing was, it was my, you know, there's four of us, there's four siblings, myself, my two sisters and my brother. And it was in Chicago. That's where I was born and raised. And we, you know, we went back for the, the memorial and all that and to set everything up. And it was interesting to watch how each of us processed my dad's death. And, you know, my brother, I'll, I'll just tell you really quickly, my brother, who is just, you know, basically copes with everything by smoking weed. <laughs> so I'm just going to throw that out there. And he just didn't, there was no feeling. He just didn't process at all. He didn't cry. He didn't, he was just quiet. He didn't say anything, right? My older sister, who's always been kind of the matriarch of our family, was like the strength. She was the one that's like, it's okay. Dad's in a better place. You know, she didn't really process emotion. I don't even, I think maybe she cried one time when we went to see, you know, him with the open casket. And my younger sister, Sarah, like she got, she was hospitalized the day that after we saw our dad, she, because she, she was so the intensity of how she felt like she was just, it was the worst thing. I can't believe this. I can't believe that. I mean, she, she almost had a heart attack and she went into the hospital in Chicago because of the intensity of what she felt for my dad. And then me, you know, I was kind of in the middle between my sister, Sarah, because I was very close to my dad. Like he was my person and we spent a lot of time together. He was the person that I would call when I was 
having a bad day and he would make me laugh. I mean, he was my person. You know what I mean? So I was fighting my emotion between staying strong for my family because that's who I am. I'm that person that like, I, it's okay. You're going to be okay. You know, and I'm also a certified life coach. And so I've learned to process through things. But I was also fighting feeling like my younger sister, you know, and having a heart attack because I couldn't believe that my dad took his life. So it was like interesting watching and you're a behaviorist. So that's why I'm saying this out loud. It was interesting watching the four different personalities, same dad, right? Same like close relationship. We all had a close relationship with our dad because he was just that dad that was very involved and, you know, was funny and we all got him. But tell walk me through that a little bit. There's just like the different personalities and how we each dealt differently with the same situation, same person. Well, because a situation, your response is a reflection of you, not the situation. Mm. You're not responding to the situation itself. It's the trigger of your reflection of it, right? So, mm-hmm. and let me just try to unwind this. So, and I've worked with so much suicide in, in, in you know, with our veterans and, and, and first responders. The process of that choice is the person, it's never sudden. It's not like they go, okay, impulse, right? It's been thought about for a long period of time. And what they do in their mind is they convince themselves that the people that they leave behind are going to be better without them. It is a process that removes their value from life and the people that they love. And they get to the point where they're convinced, I love you so much, I'm going to make this decision because you will be better without me. Now, that's not logical, that's not true, but that's what they're spending their time doing. That's why there's always behavior of preparation before that appending event. It's never sudden. And I've worked on hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of cases of suicide, and it's never sudden. And it's always shocking to the individuals that they leave behind because we all say the same thing. We didn't believe that they would actually do it. And that's the disease. And it is hard because the problems that the person is facing doesn't go away. The problems just transfer ownership. So everything that Anthony was struggling with, they didn't go away when he went away. He thought, oh, all these problems will go away when I go away. That's not what happens. They transfer ownership. Now, his problems that were so traumatic are now mine. And Mm. so when you have loss, what you are really moving through is your greatest fear. And you articulated it in your discussing your father, in your case, you lost your person. I did. And so what you were mourning and what you were moving through is, oh my gosh, I lost my person. Like who's going to be my person? Will anybody be that person? Will be the same time. Like you're, you're in a vicious cycle, which is the trauma of the loss of somebody who held that position as your person. That's interesting because, well, wait, before you go on, it's interesting you just said that because after my dad's passing and, you know, I'm single, it for the next two years, that was I was in that vicious circle of who's going to be my person. Yes, and it was very depressing yeah, because, because it stopped being about my dad. It, yes, yeah, you're it right. It triggered your fear. So now you move to wow. your sister. Interesting. Sister, you're asking why there was a different response. Well, because your sister had a different fear. Different fear. Wow. I knew I should have said that out loud because something said, say it out loud, how each of your siblings responded. And now I get why I did that. Wow. But that's, but that's everything. See, this is what, why I always say what you think is happening is happening. Ah, you're so happening. brilliant. Yeah, right? you're right. Yes. What's happening yes. in any human interaction is I am subconsciously 
showing you my fear. So if you and I have conflict, I'm not really angry. That's not what I am. I'm not really angry. It looks like anger. It sounds like anger, smells like anger, appears like anger. But what are you really doing? My greatest fear is abandonment. So that's what's really happening. What do you mean you're angry with me? Oh my God, are we never going to be friends again? Oh, oh my God, you're going to leave me? Oh, oh, but I rely on you. That's what's happening. It's so true. I hope you guys are listening. Listen, this is not just about me. I hope that you guys are listening because this is what she's telling, what she's giving us right now is brilliance. It really is. Wow, Amelia. That, how, how'd you get so smart? That's a real question. Fall down, get up. Fall down, get up. Fall down, get up. Fall down, get up. Oh my gosh. You're brilliant. Just the way your mind thinks. I didn't even think. I mean, obviously now that you're saying it, it's like, yeah, that's, that makes a lot of sense. But I did not think about that, that we each have a different fear. Yeah. So in couples, here's the basic dynamic that's going on behind every couple argument. And we're going to get back to your word of the year, but this is like, this is a beautiful bunny trail. Right. So if you're arguing with your partner, your life partner, women are always subconsciously saying, oh, my God, you don't love me. And men are always going, oh, my goodness, you don't respect me. Always at the core of the argument. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Was that a a period? Yeah. it's. I mean, that's always what's happening. (laughs) So when people are arguing, if you just take a moment... And in the heat of it, which is hard to go, hey, listen, I'm upset right now, but I want you to know that I totally respect you and I don't want to hurt your feelings because I want you to know that I respect you more than anything else. And yes, I love you too, but I respect you. And Mm. for the opposite, for the male uh, masculine energy to say, hey, listen, I know we're arguing, but I love you and I'm not going anywhere. It immediately diffuses the argument if you hand wow. back somebody's worst fear, if you hand them back to say, listen, it, it's not that I'm not respecting you. So let me lower my voice and let me just get into alignment because respect is what you really need. And I want to give that to you. And the women need love and reassurance. And that love. you're na- Right. Exactly. Right. And okay, so it's you, always going on. Okay. You said something that is so brilliant. And then we're going to go back to the word of the year. But you said when you hand back. Those two words, hand back. That was beautiful. <laughs> I love that. Did anyone else catch that? Is anyone here? I caught it. When you hand back. It. Dang, that was Good awesome, stuff. Amelia. Good stuff. All right, let's get back to, thank you for that. I, I, wow. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be thinking about that all day. So let's get back to your word of the year. What is your word of the year? Mine was allowed. Amelia, did you say what yours was? Divine feminine. You go, girl. (laughs) I'm practicing. Man, I'm practicing over here. (laughs) I love that. Did I inspire a little bit of that? I'm just saying, no, I'm just being narcissistic right now. (laughs) I told you, I'm going to be more like you this year. I love it. You need to come out to LA more and I need to come to New York. I have not booked my flight for New York in January. I need to do that. But you said you were just really quickly, you said you're going to be out of town towards the end of the month, right? I think well, yeah, because Stacey, uh, her event is at me, Ramon, uh, Scott Simon. Oh, that's speaking right. Down at her event, I think on the 27th of January. Okay, got so it. I'm going to try not to go then. Okay, good. Um, all right. So who else wants to share their word of the day? I Just do. say your name. Say your name. Are- say your name. Go yes, ahead. this is Deborah here. Deborah Champagne. How are you all? Hey. Hi. Good. How are you? Good. I just want to say I just got my book out of the mailbox, Designing Genius, today. Yay! <laughs> I'm going to put that link up, by the way. Oh, my gosh. I'm done. You've got to tell me that. what you think. You've got to tell me what you think. you got to tell me what you think. Good, bad, or different. I just want to know what you think. No worries. I'm going to do a post. I'm going to do a post on my Instagram and talk about it. Oh, tag me, tag me, tag me, tag me. I will. I will. Oh, my God. I love it when you ladies talk. I'll tell you. I just take a lot of notes and um, mental notes while I'm working sometimes. But today, uh, the word, my word is focus. My word is focus. I have been cutting off the television. I have been living in silence. And it's so, uh, people don't even know. When you tune out the noise and just you just get focused, I'm like, 
organizing stuff in my place that I haven't been able to organize because I'm either watching the television or watching the news and, and I'm distracted. So I decided, no, I'm going to get focused because I know when I get focused, I can get so much done and I, I can actually design genius when I'm in quiet. So that's my word, focus. It's try it, people. Cut off the TV. Cut off the noise. I just sat, I mean, all day Sunday, I just sat in silence and read books and um, wrote notes and found myself, like I said, doing stuff around here that I needed to get done. And then I thought about it. I'm like, why am I doing all this stuff? How am I organizing? Oh, I don't have any distractions. I don't have any noise going on in the place. Focus. So it is really, really powerful. That's a great word, focus. Absolutely. I want to say hi to my friend Tommy who just came in. Santa. Santa has entered the building. What's up, Tommy? We're talking about your word for 2023. Um, so be thinking about your word because I'm going to come to you next. I know Pamela and Amanda, I think, were the two that wanted to. And Lachelle. Yes. Well, this is Pamela. Hi, everybody. And my hi, word is irresistible. Okay, girl. You want to be you want to be irresistible. I want to be irresistible. Okay, girl. Too powerful to resist. There you go. I like it. I like that word. Yeah. So I'm basically a transformation strategist. I absolutely love, 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 love people. Mm. And uh, my husband and I, pastors, we're uh, in Arizona. Awesome. Actually, I'm from Chicago originally. I'm from Chicago. Let's go, right? Chi-Town girl. Hey, right. <laughs> you know, um, and part of that irresistibility comes from being rejected. You know, being rejected as, um, you know, in the beginning when I first started in ministry, I went to a church that didn't accept women as ministers. And so I was rejected there, but knowing that I had a gift, knowing I had a calling, that there was an anointing, a very strong prophetic gift on my life. And so going through that, and and then I had a situation where I was um, kidnapped and held at gunpoint for 10 hours. And when I got out of that situation, all I knew was that God had a purpose for my life. He had a plan for Pamela. And that Pamela's divine purpose had to be executed in the earth realm because there was an enemy who tried to take that from me. And I knew that my life and purpose was connected with other people. Amen. Yeah. So that word irresistible is the word rejected. I'm saying to myself, I am rejected no more, regardless of what people think, what people say. I'm standing in my position, in my power as a, as a minister, a woman of God, a businesswoman. And my word again, irresistible. Irresistible. To resist. Yes. Ooh, I love that. And girl, <laughs> you got kidnapped. What the heck? That's, ooh, that's a book, girl. You got a book in you. You better write that book. Now you just said a word. Let me write that down. Girl, you better write that down. You better get that book written in 2023. Uh, What? That's a story. That's a story, girl. And everything you just said. Listen, I grew up in the church. My father was a pastor. And you're right. There's a lot of churches that will not have women speak on stage. And that's just not, I mean, in my opinion, that's just not right. We got, listen, we got stuff to say too. We have a voice. Let's (laughs) go. Who did Jesus who did Jesus present himself to when he first came out? Hello, women. women. Okay, Absolutely. we won't go there, but we won't go there, but <laughs> but I love it. Uh oh, uh oh, Tommy's bringing the music. <laughs> I love it. Thank you for that, Tommy. You're welcome. That's awesome. God bless you guys. God bless you. All right, who else wanted to share their word? Go ahead and just chime in. Was it Lachelle? Amanda? They're scared now. No, <laughs> Amanda Sanner. Uh, who is that? Yeah, Amanda Sanner here. Oh, go ahead, Amanda, and then Lachelle. Um, so, I, Sally, I shared this uh, yesterday, um, uh, Crystal Lore's uh, segment, um, for your word. Um, I didn't do it this past year because all of my painting stuff was in storage, but... A uh, year prior, 
my word was growth, but I um, had canvases and it just oh, happened yeah. to be the I perfect size you. canvas. Yes. And say I that. Took, say that. I took my word to canvas. I mixed um, like with acrylics. I, um, it was just like uh, the practice of taking a blank canvas and like, I just mixed like this color of blue. And then I mm-hmm. did something with texture, but it was just like a Sunday afternoon. And I just put the word to canvas and then it hung on the wall in my room. And so every day you're looking at it, but, um, to just kind of, uh, so growth, right. Relationship with your work. Yes. Yeah, that was, um, 2022, but then okay. last year, uh, or I'm sorry, no, that was 2021. Uh, 2022, I didn't get to put it to canvas, but my word was freedom. And that was across nice. the board, financial freedom, emotional freedom, mm. mental freedom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still working on that. Um, but I have to say to both Amelia and you, Sally, um, my father died of suicide and, um, mm-hmm. I'm the oldest. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, March is going to be seven years, uh, since mm. he's been gone, but he was my best friend. He had just gone into sole proprietorship, uh, mm. started his own business and, um, had pulled me on board to, I mean, he was 50 and I'm his, you know, I'm daddy's little girl. So I got pulled in for the bank deposits, uh, Mm. like filing stuff for him, like doing the tax, you know, tax information, all those little things. Yes. He was sole proprietorship, but I really got pulled in. Um, yeah, pretty. I mean, I was, you know, to be in your thirties and you're seeing your father five times a week, six times a week. That's when I lost him. I'm sorry for your loss. um, Yeah. That's, that's a tough, it's a tough thing. I'm sorry for for both of your losses. Thank you. It's, um, thank you. It's just so, uh, there are so many parts of it that kind of add to not to say that any one death or loss Mm -hmm. is different than another, but suicide really does put another kind of a wrench in. Yeah. <laughs> in and I, and I don't want process. the rest of the, it Yeah. Does. And I, I just want, I don't want the segment to be about that because yeah, we no, only have no, four no. minutes left, I just, but I'm yeah, sorry no, for I, your loss. I am. I think it's, no, a, it's a tough that loss. Painting, uh, that canvas thing, uh, that exercise, I have to say really helped me own that word for the year. Um, I and love then that it's something idea. beautiful yeah. that you can, uh, you know, look at every day to kind of keep you in that intention for the year. So thanks for letting me share. Thank you for that. I love that idea of doing, adding, you know, painting your word and framing it so that you're seeing it every day. I think that's a beautiful idea. Thank you for that. Lachelle. And then we have maybe room for one more person. Go ahead, Lachelle, your word for the, for the year. Thank you. And Tommy, Tommy, I'm coming to you last. Go ahead, Lachelle. Thank you, ladies, for this wonderful conversation and dialect. My word for the year is purpose. Purpose is the reason why something exists. Too many people are living what I like to call a field life. They're living a busy life. But I'm choosing purpose because it's all about productivity. When you operate in productivity, you're living a fulfilled life. So transition from field to fulfilled. So purpose is the key. What are you here to do? It's not about what you do. It's about who you are and maximizing that to make an impact and leave the imprint in this earth. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Yeah. And, and you know what, that's your word. So let's not worry about what anybody else is doing. That's your word for you. And what does that mean for you purpose? Right? So let's go, Tommy, Tommy, I'm coming to you. Do you know your word for 2023? Of course I know my word. Here's, what is it? It's going to be a number, right? This <laughs> is two, three, the year of the goat. Michael, it's all, it's all word associations and power associations. That's what mm. we do for all of our reference points, right? And psychological anchors and belief systems. And for me, sports is super huge. And so when you say 23 and you think of Michael Jordan and LeBron and all those people, they all wore two, three because that was the goat. I'm going to make it the greatest of all times. That's what this year is going to be. The goat. I'm, I, you know, I'm looking for my, my picture with Michael Jordan so I can PTR it. <laughs> Like, where's my picture with Michael? Um, I love it. I love that. But so are you the, is your word the goat? Yeah, it's going to be the greatest year of all time. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. 